0: Hi, my name is Megan Smalley and I'm with Lawn and Landscape Magazine. Welcome to the Lawn and Landscape Radio Network. I'm here today with Dan Barron, who's an attorney at law with Barron Law in Cleveland. Recently, Dan spoke at an Ohio Landscape Association meeting on how consumer laws impact landscape contractors. We wanted to connect with Dan to learn what landscapers need to know about consumer laws. First off, thanks for joining us, Dan. Hey, no problem. Um, To start off, you'd mentioned at the Ohio Landscape Association session that you used to work in the landscape industry. Could you briefly tell us what your experience was working in landscape and why you transitioned to work as an attorney at law?
1: Sure. Well, uh, like many other landscape contractors, I started out at a young age of 12 years old going door to door and and mowing uh, mowing lawns. And that kind of transitioned to uh, growing into doing more construction work. And before I knew it, the business grew from just me and, and walking uh, the mower down the street to by the time I graduated high school, all of a sudden I had three to five employees and uh, doing a lot of uh, commercial work. So, uh, and that actually blossomed uh, into about 20 to 25 employees, so we had a pretty good business going. Uh, and, and throughout the business, I kind of noticed some of the legal challenges that other contractors were facing, and I wanted to do something about it. Um, and throughout that time, I was going to college and actually had a pretty bad back injury. So at the time, it seemed like a good time to, uh, to make the transition of, one, I wasn't able to do the physical work anymore, and uh, two, I wanted to use uh, my knowledge and education to be able to give back to the industry. So that's what I did, and I decided to do uh, estate planning and, and consumer law, and helping the landscape industry uh, was one way that uh, was a good transition.
0: Great. Now, at the Ohio Landscape Association meeting, you had emphasize the importance of knowing consumer laws, particularly if a landscape contractor does residential work. Could you summarize why that's the case?
1: Yes, absolutely. And this is the biggest, uh, you know, alluding back to your previous question of, of kind of why I made the transition. Uh, if you don't follow the consumer laws, and first of all, most contractors, 99% of them, are just unaware that they're even out there, Uh, You literally can lose your business, Uh, and you can lose your business through being subject to three times damages, which is most often the cost of the contract. You could actually be held personally liable. So if you get sued and you don't follow these laws, um, you you, you could lose your house uh, and not just your company assets. And not following the laws would also open the door to attorney fees, uh, state penalties, uh, and in an industry where... It's inevitable, where you're always going to have a customer who is dissatisfied and they're just hard, hard to please. Uh, making sure that you follow these laws is imperative.
0: Got it. Could you share one or two like horror stories of where a landscaper unknowingly violated consumer laws?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I, I have two. One is um, landscape related, and one is the most the worst one I've ever seen. But it's not landscaping. So the first one is where I had a drywall contractor, and he was doing some work in a basement and did not know any of the consumer laws, and uh, it was about a $35,000 project. Well, as it turns out, the homeowner had happened to know exactly what the consumer laws meant and if they were not followed, what it would mean for the contractor. So literally when the job was done and the contractor went to go get paid, the homeowner verbatim said, hey, you screwed up, John. I'm not paying you. You didn't follow the laws. And not only that, but uh, you're going to have to owe me. And uh, he took advantage of that and sued the contractor for now $80,000 and completely put that guy out of business. So that's the most extreme case that, that I've ever seen of uh, a homeowner actually just taking advantage of the laws because they knew how they work. Um, a more common scenario, and this is you know, 90% of the time, it's where you have a homeowner who is dissatisfied for whatever reason. And the most recent case I've worked on was in Northeast Ohio, and it was a pond uh, case. And it's about a $20,000 pond. Contractor, you know, did a good job. Everything was working. And uh, the homeowner was thrilled, in fact, uh, you know, was telling neighbors and, and everyone else that, that you know, they loved the work. But then when it was time to, to pay the bill, uh, now all of a sudden the homeowner says, Well, you know, I don't I don't like the color of the mulch or I don't like the color of this rock and and didn't want to pay. So of course the contractor did what anyone else would do and he sued and put a mechanics lien on the house and you know, he wanted to get paid. And in the homeowner's defense they called an attorney. And the first thing the attorney says is, Well, did they follow the consumer laws? Did you did you get a right to cancel? Did you did you sign a, a right to an estimate? And it was no, 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 and now all of a sudden, uh, instead of the homeowner owing the $20,000 for the pond, the contractor ended up owing $40,000 uh, plus attorney fees. So that's, that's the most common scenario, and it, it happens all the time where you don't follow the laws and homeowners just slightly uh, dissatisfied, and it, it turns into getting sued for a lot more money.
0: Now, your expertise is in Ohio, but do consumer laws vary in each state? and if so, what are the biggest differences?
1: They do vary in each state. Um, Because I'm only licensed in Ohio, I I couldn't tell you of all the differences, Um, but most all states follow kind of the same framework under the Home Solicitation Sales Act and the Consumer Law uh, Practices Act. So those are the uh, HSSA or CSPA, and they're all very similar. Uh, You can You you can read through the statutes of thousands of pages, uh, but I would probably recommend uh, just contacting uh, an attorney within your state to, to understand what laws would apply for you.
0: At the meeting, you also mentioned having a good written contract to protect contractors from lawsuit. Could you give an example of what a bad contract looks like versus a good contract?
1: Sure, absolutely. So from a practical sense, you want to be sure to communicate to your client. So from a from a practical level, a bad contract doesn't communicate the scope of work. You're not communicating all the varying costs and the potential things that can happen. So a bad contract would not have, you know, clauses in there that, that might address unknown buried objects, uh, permits. What about unavoidable damages such as If you have to get into the backyard and the only way back there is across the driveway, well, who's responsible if the driveway cracks? So basically bad contracts uh, are not very detailed, and they don't let the the consumer know what, what to expect. But more importantly, a bad contract would exclude the very necessary elements of consumer law, and this is where contractors get in trouble. So what you need to have is you have to let the homeowner know that they have a right to cancel. And you have to, in Ohio, you have to copy and paste that within your contract. And failing to do so uh, will subject you to three times damages. Another one would be the right to cure. To, if you screw up a job and everyone does, it happens, then you want to make sure that you have the right to cure in there. Otherwise, you won't have an opportunity to fix your problems. And the homeowner uh, will not be able to sue you unless they've given you an opportunity to to fix the issue. And then finally, a right to an estimate. So a good contract is going to address all of those uh, necessities, uh, right to cancel, right to cure, right to an estimate. And then there's a a few other ones as well. But um, uh, you want to make sure that you have all those things in there.
0: Uh, Last, with the spring season around the corner, what are a few things that landscapers can do to be better equipped to avoid a lawsuit?
1: Well, I would definitely familiarize yourself with the consumer laws. Um, again, I, I don't think uh, contractors aren't lawyers. So I mean, they're not expected to, to know, you know, the thousands of pages that are out there uh, on, on consumer laws. They're, they're, they're supposed to know their business. Uh, me as an attorney, I, I'm, I'm not going to go and cut down a tree in my front yard. You know, I'm I'm going to call a a tree company, because because I'm not a climber. <laughs> but um, to at least understand uh, the uh, uh, the ramifications of not of not following the law is really important. Um, but what they can do is I would I would contact their local attorney, uh, someone who who knows the consumer laws and who understands it and to help them out.
0: Great, that was all good insight, Dan. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me.